When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. My name is Chris Salem. I'm your host, and we have a wonderful show today, but I wanted to give you a little bit of background about this past weekend. I was in Sunday in California at an Action to Wins event, and at that event, we really got into emotional intelligence and the impact it has on your overall well-being. It was one of a, kind of like a a subtopic that was brought up at that conference, and had the privilege of uh, speaking to that with other greats like Bill Sterley, Forbes Riley, Laura Lagmeyer, uh, Bernie Dorman, Emily Latran, and just to name a few. And when you talk about wellness, and this is such a big component of sustainable success, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, a business leader, a sales professional, yes, you're seeking success in your business. But if you're looking for sustainability, you have to be able to have your wellness intact. And emotional wellness is just one aspect of the eight pillars of wellness. Today, we're going to be focusing more on physical wellness. And we have a great guest today that's going to be providing great insight to this particular area. So again, the subject for today's matter is holistic aging and the impact on sustainable success. And our guest today is Brian Sanderoff, and Brian is the director and principal owner of the Wellbeing Healing Center and Holistic Pharmacy in Owings Mills, Maryland. That's right outside of Baltimore. And Brian has been working in the pharmacy field for over 25 years. He has been able to integrate his traditional medical training as a pharmacist with his experience and unique knowledge base in the realms of nutrition and herbalism into a practice geared towards finding the true underlying causes of disease. This is going to be powerful today. Through careful examination and evaluation of his patient's symptoms, health history, family history, lifestyle, and stresses, Brian is going to be able to devise a plan of action that will help obtain the patient's specific goals in a directed and timely manner. So Brian is a first-line therapy health care provider. So we're going to be getting a lot of great insight today, and I want to formally welcome Brian Sanderoff to the show. Brian, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Great. How, how's the uh, how's things going in uh, Baltimore area? <laughs> it's good. A little, uh, little stormy, a little, uh, a little hot and humid uh, recently, but always going good in Baltimore. Oh, great. Yeah, well, maybe that might be the case here. I mean, it's, it's sunny out, but very humid, almost 90 degrees already here in the New York area. So I'm sure uh, we're going to be probably seeing a, a thunderstorm later today here as well. So yeah. I wanted to jump right into holistic aging, you know, and what is your, what is the approach on holistic aging? If some, you know, if the listeners today, these are going to be entrepreneurs, business leaders, sales professionals, and these are people that have an interest in wellness and, and they, they're looking for, you know, some insight to the holistic aging process. Can you just give a quick overview what that is so the listeners can have a better understanding? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, to start off, let me say that I really appreciate your, um, your words in the beginning there about um, success and sustainability and how health has to be a part of that. And I work with 
um, a lot of patients, some of them are, you know, pretty high level, very successful executives, and they cannot maintain the high level of the work and the efficiency that they want to do if they're not putting attention to their health as well. And many of the, you know, really big companies these days are spending major money on keeping their key people healthy physically because they recognize this fact as well. And so I think that it ties in really well. The holistic approach is about understanding the body as a whole. I mean, it's funny, one of my patients the other day asked me, you know, because he sees holistic sometimes spelled with an H, sometimes spelled with a WH, like holistic. And um, uh, both of those things mean the same thing. And it, it, it just is an understanding that we have to look at the, the being as a whole, not just a liver or a heart or a cardiovascular system or, you know, a bone system. It's all related. And the really successful dentists in the world recognize that the mouth is the gateway to the rest of the body. And so you have to look at the body as a whole. And so that's what holistic, you know, really means. Um, I teach a course at, at Johns Hopkins University entitled The Holistic Approach to Aging. The very first thing I say with my students in that class is there's no such thing as anti-aging. I know we see that term a lot these days, but if you're not aging, you're dead. But there is such a thing as more graceful aging, and I think that's what all of us want, whether we're, you know, regardless of what our vocation has to be, you know, happens to be. We want to age better. We certainly want to age differently than our parents did, especially if you're a baby boomer and you're, you know, you're dealing with your aging parents now. We want something that's different. And so that's really the thrust of my work. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you really, really hit a key point there about, you know, the whole anti-aging. That's like such a marketing cliche type of, you know, statement. And, you know, it sells a lot of products, right? You hear it all the time. And but but the reality is is like with anything when it, when you're looking at sustainable success whether it be with your wellness in this case we're going to be talking about physical wellness today with the, from a holistic approach it's a process and just like you said you know aging gracefully it's a process and you have to embrace the process and there is a way that you could do it in you know in a way that you could offset certain things that could you know hold you back so you know by taking care of yourself so Wanted to get some insight. You, you. I know you get involved in in terms of you know what our genes do, and I wanted to find out what our genes really represent as far as our health. And can you talk also about the concept of genetic expression? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is so important. And this is something that I certainly didn't learn in pharmacy school, and most medical practitioners don't get this in their training, this idea of genetic expression. We're sort of duped into understanding or thinking that our genes are hardwiring and that if we have certain uh, genetic you know, uh, tendencies, certain genes from our parents, then that's what's going to happen to us as well. So, for example, if you have both parents and all your grandparents have diabetes, then you know, you're probably going to have diabetes. Well, that's, a, that's an if, that's a maybe. Because what our genes really are are like a science fiction story. Your genes give you different possible futures. Which future comes to pass depends on how you bathe your genes and your experiences, your diet, your exercise, your lifestyle, your sleep, maybe most importantly, your coping mechanisms. And so that's what brings forth this idea of genetic expression. So there are certain genetic diseases where the, um, the difference between worst and best 
expression are very slim, something like sickle cell or Tay-Sachs. You know, there's a very small window of, of change there. But for all of the chronic diseases of aging, I'm talking about cardiovascular, diabetes, osteoporosis, uh, even some cancers, the, the difference in worst and best case scenario or worst or best expression is huge. And so to me, that is a tremendously empowering statement because what it means is that we have the opportunity to get our genes to express themselves in a completely different way. And so as a baby boomer myself, I'm um, you know, 56 years old. I saw what my parents went through. I see what my older siblings go through. And yet health-wise, I'm completely different. Even though I share the same genes, and that means the same tendencies or weaknesses, what, uh, what I do with my body or basically how I bathe my genes and my experiences gets them to express themselves in a completely different way. And so the story with genes is that what we get from our parents are our genes. We should think of them as our tendencies or potentially our weaknesses. But whether those weaknesses ever get exposed depends on how we bathe our genes and our experiences. Now, why do we see things running in families so commonly? It's because what do we learn from our parents? Our diet, our exercise, our lifestyle, maybe most importantly, our coping mechanisms, you know, how we deal with stress. And that's why we end up with the same sort of diseases. And that doesn't have to be. And that's the, you know, that's a, a big thrust of the work that I do with my patients is that understanding and getting them to understand the ramifications of their decisions and then live with those ramifications. You know, there's a lot of things that we take for granted. I don't know um, about, uh, certainly not up in New York, but here in Baltimore, you know, Cal Ripken is a hero here. And he's on TV telling us that milk is fitness we can drink. And we don't even question the idea that dairy is good for us. Well, you know what? It's food for cows. It's not food for humans. And to go further, it's, it's food for baby cows. And it has a, a form of a protein in it that the human body can't break down that plays a role with, uh, health declining in many of us. That's what I mean by the decisions that we make and sort of uh, not understanding the ramifications of those decisions. Yeah, I mean, you really nailed it on the head there when you talked about, you know, we're given, you know, we're, you know, we, we are dealt the genes that were given by our families. You know, it's from generation to generation, but it's our lifestyle and what we do with it where we can offset certain things genetically that have been triggered, you know, in with our parents or our grandparents. And this is really why it's important where you talk about the holistic approach from with physical wellness, why it's so important w- w- to be integrated with the other eight pillars of wellness, you know, one or two of them being social wellness, emotional wellness, and why those have to be in balance because they have a tremendous impact, whether if you're genetically de- uh, um you know, that you could get diabetes or cancer because it's in the family that you can offset it and not have it be triggered if you have that imbalance and, and you're taking care of yourself. So that is so, so spot on. So in yeah. terms of some other things when it comes to the holistic approach, what are some other uh, recommendations that you can provide for people that, you know, that are maybe just looking at this for the first time or maybe they have a general understanding, but they've just been away from it for a while that they could look to get, you know, get on the right track. Well, the first thing I usually ask people to do is to, spend their, is to suspend their judgment a little bit because 
it, mother culture is constantly whispering into our ears things that we just accept as fact without ever questioning them. That dairy thing that I said would be one of those things. And so the first thing I ask somebody that I'm working with or somebody that I'm speaking to is to suspend your judgment a little bit because I promise you, you will hear things that come out of my mouth that fly in the face of conventional wisdom. Kind of feel like I'm not doing my job if I don't do that. And so there are a ton of things that we just accept as fact. One of those would be that cholesterol is bad for us. And we have a, a terrible misunderstanding about cholesterol's role in the body and how this idea of the lower the better is, is good for us. It's not. And oh, absolutely. Truth, I do a talk on that as well. I, I, I'd love to hear your input on this. Yeah, the, the truth is, is that for the vast majority of us, lowering our cholesterol will not result in us living one day longer regardless of how we do that, whether we do that by altering our diet or taking you know, some sort of supplement or taking a prescription medicine to lower the cholesterol. It's not what the body wants. And having an elevated cholesterol or an, a, a supposed elevated cholesterol is, um, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like the body doing what it wants to do or what it needs to do. And so, um, so the first thing I do is ask people to suspend their judgment a little bit and be open-minded to some different ideas. You know, there's a story that um, I used to tell on the radio when, when I used to do my show uh, about this study that they did with some monkeys. And you know, what they did is they, they took a group of monkeys and they put them in a cage and um, they had a box and above the box they hung some bananas. And every time a monkey went to get the bananas, all the monkeys would get sprayed with a water hose. And, um, and so they learned the behavior that if you go for the monkey, you know, for the banana, you're going to get punished. And then they took out one of the old monkeys and they put in a new monkey and, um, never had to repeat the hose again, because if that new monkey went to get the banana, the other monkeys would stop them from doing it. And eventually they were able to take every one of the old monkeys who had had been sprayed with the hose out of the thing. They were all new monkeys in there and nobody would go after that banana. And the lesson to me from that is that's the way it's always been. You know, why don't we get the banana? Because that's the way it's always been. And we do that in medicine, and we do that with our health and our understanding about health in, um, in the same sort of way. And so first thing I do is ask people to, you know, be willing to question what has never been questioned before or not commonly questioned to understand health in a different perspective. That makes sense, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I loved what you touched upon cholesterol because, you know, you look at, and I've, I've talked on this subject from a wellness standpoint, as a wellness advocate. And, you know, cholesterol is produced by the body. You know, I would say right. that 85, 90% of cholesterol is produced by the body. We get the remaining balance from animal fats and so forth. So, and, you know, cholesterol is produced by the body to protect it. And, and there's the whole thing about good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. But, you know, when you really look at where the issue is, it's really the inflammation in the body that produces bad plaque. It's not the cholesterol itself, at least based upon my findings. Now, I know the pharmaceutical industry, and you're from that, has made billions of dollars in uh, with statins, you know, over the years. But, you know, I think really what you said, it, you know, it's really not f focusing on the cholesterol, but watching for certain things that will, in this case, even though we didn't talk uh, yet into it about uh, inflammation, that inflammation could play a, a major role in, in with triggering disease. Yeah, that's right. Inflammation is the underpinning of all the chronic diseases of aging. And inflammation is, you know, sort of the body's way of saying, hey, something's not right. Try to fix it. And in trying to fix it, 
the body creates these conditions that we call diseases. And so you're, you're spot on with that. And so when we look at cholesterol, and we, you look at that as the only piece of the picture of somebody's cardiovascular heart you know, uh, health future, um, we're making a huge mistake. You know, we're just seeing one corner of a very complicated puzzle. And so a bigger piece is the inflammation or um, the vitamin D level or how the body handles sugar. All of those things are much bigger pieces than just the cholesterol by itself. There's a blood test that I recommend for people if we're really concerned about cholesterol that looks at particle size because that's really the determinant. The, um, you know, fat fluffy molecules are not bothersome regardless of how many you have. And small dense molecules are a risk factor. So you could have a cholesterol of 190 and you could have mostly small dense molecules and you could be um, at risk, whereas you could have a cholesterol of 280 and they're mostly fat fluffy molecules and not be at risk at all. And that sort of explains this phenomenon that we've seen in medicine forever. And that is that nearly half the people going into the emergency room having a heart attack have and have had cholesterol below 200 for their entire lives. Absolutely. I mean, I know some people that have had, you know, just genetically have had cholesterol levels high and yet we're in very good health. I mean, there was nothing else really wrong. So, you know, again, it's really looking at, you know, where there's inflammation in the body. And like you said, there are tests to determine, you know, where there's inflammation and that's really where you need to get to the root of the cause where what's causing it. And now you're we have about about a minute and uh, a half to the break, uh, Brian. Is there anything else you want to kind of elaborate on what we just discussed on genes real briefly, kind of summarize for the audience? Yeah, just, and then when we get back, yeah, we're going to get into the next topic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, the takeaway from this is that your genes have the opportunity to express themselves in different ways and you have control over a lot of how that expression happens. And that control has to do with lifestyle, diet, exercise, your sleep, your coping mechanisms. And those are things that we have something to say about or something to do about. And it is, uh, it is amazing. And, and I will say that even when genes are already starting to express themselves in a negative way, meaning that you already have a high blood pressure or a cholesterol issue or diabetes or whatever, um, that, that can be reversed. And I have a lot of patients that used to be osteoporotic or diabetic or hypertensive that are no longer just because of making some simple changes. Simple changes. Well, this is great stuff. We're going to we're going to continue talking to Brian. We're going to get into some other subtopics of what we're discussing today. Again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show on the Voice America Influencer Channel, and we welcome you to uh, listening today to those listeners. We also have an on-demand version and we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. 
You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back uh, to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm Chris Salem. I'm here with our guest, Brian Sanderoff. And we're uh, discussing today uh, the concept of holistic aging and the impact on sustainable success. And we had some really great information that Brian shared uh, talking about genetic expression and what our genes really represent as far as our health and some of the ways that we can, you know, bathe our genes to work to our advantage, even though we're predisposed to certain diseases in our family. And it was some great information. So we're going to be jumping into the second leg of our show today. And Brian, I wanted to talk about a little bit what homeostasis means and how that really has an impact on our health. You know, it relates to that. And then also how that what that means for people that are looking for sustainable success in all areas of their life, particularly wellness. Gotcha. So, and it's funny because if I go back in my pharmacy school, I remember the very first lecture when we sat down in class was about this concept of homeostasis. And basically what it means is that the body has a mechanism to preserve life. And it will do whatever it has to do based on influences from the outside world to preserve life. And I wish I had paid more attention to this when I was in pharmacy school because this concept is really at the basis of every one of the chronic diseases of aging that we could suffer from. It's really the body doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And again, it's based on the influences from the outside world. So I'm going to give you an example that, uh, about this so that you can understand it. And this will be, there's a couple that, you know, that we can discuss, but this is a simple one. So high blood pressure. High blood pressure is an issue that mostly we don't know why it happens. We see it happening with people, especially as they age. We know it could be related to stress and some other things. And, um, you know, in medicine, if you look it up, you'll see that some 90% or whatever of people that have hypertension, we're not sure why. Well, I'm going to tell you why. It's really very simple. 
the heart has a, a very important responsibility in the body, and that's to deliver blood and nutrition to all the tissues and to pull away waste from the tissues. That's why we have our circulatory system if we want to make it really simple. And if you had a hose, Chris, that was in your backyard and you left it out there all summer long, that hose would get stiff. The same thing happens to the 40,000 miles of tubing that you have inside your body. It starts to become stiff. And when it gets stiff, the blood can't circulate through as easily. And what does the body do to fix that problem? It increases pressure from the pump. It gets the heart to have to pump harder to deliver that oxygen and nutrition and pull away waste from all the tissues. And so the issue isn't a lack of hydrochlorothiazide or, you know, Indorol or, you know, beta blockers or whatever medicine the doctor wants to give you to fix your blood pressure. The problem for most people is that those blood vessels are getting stiff. And if we can do something to relax those blood vessels, then that problem will go away. And so it's really homeostasis in action. It's the body doing what it needs to do to continue function. Another, um, you know, sort of common example of that is osteoporosis. And again, it's, it's really simple when it's explained in this way. So osteoporosis is a huge problem in this country. So here's a simple fact. The pH of your blood needs to be maintained in a very narrow window. And if it sways from that, that area in minor amounts, you die. When that's the case, the body is always going to have some very keen mechanisms to maintain that pH. Well, if we have habits in our... Um, diet and exercise and all that kind of stuff in our lifestyle. If we have habits that make things too acidic in our body, the body only has one choice to fix that, and that's to borrow minerals from the bones to buffer it. That's why we get osteoporosis, because we have too many acidifying um, factors in our lifestyle and our diet, including alcohol and caffeine and grains and sugar, and not enough alkalinizing, which are fruits and vegetables. And so the body says, all right, we've got to fix this, and it's going to borrow minerals from the bones to do that. And so just giving somebody a calcium supplement to try to fix that will never, ever work. To fix osteoporosis, you have to address three things. One, the minerals, which is calcium and magnesium and, and other nutrients like vitamin D and boron and strontium and vitamin K. Number two is you have to instruct the body to build bone. That's the weight-bearing exercise. But number three, and this is the piece that everybody misses, is that we have to do something to alkalinize the body, to uh, get away from those acidifying habits so that the body will stop borrowing minerals from the bones. And so osteoporosis is not a disease. It's the body actually doing exactly what it's supposed to do to maintain life. Now, Oftentimes, that homeostasis thing will be, all right, well, we'll maintain life today, and we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, and that's where the osteoporosis problems come in, but does that make sense, all that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, it, you know, this is why this, why this show is so important in having experts like you on, because it provides valuable insight to, you know, what people have been led to believe, and, and, and like you said, I mean, this is what the body is supposed to do, and it's just a matter of... Instead of borrowing from those different areas that take away certain things that work against us, let's look at certain types of foods and waters that are alkanized that will get our body balanced. Again, you know, that's the key to sustainability in wellness, in business, in relationships. Sustainable success is about balance. And that's what you really nailed upon here. And 
I want you to keep going on this. If there's any examples, uh, there are further examples that you could discuss to really drive this point home for the listeners. Yeah, and yeah, I do have some other. I mean, pretty much any any chronic disease, the, the, uh, depression is another one that you know it really is the body doing what it's supposed to do. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. But I want to talk about that balance for a second, and I want to talk sure, about sure, yeah, absolutely of, of holistic because you know to me being holistic isn't just about health; it's about life, and I make endeavors to run my business in a holistic way as well, because I think it's important for, um, you know, to, to let that concept permeate every aspect of my life. And so when you talk about the pillars and the balance and all that kind of stuff, I think it's really, it's really important. And so, uh, you know, I had a patient this morning that I did a, a consult with and, and she had the same reaction to some of my questions that many patients do because they're not used to being asked these questions in a medical setting. But one of the things I ask is, what do you do for fun? And I ask, where are you spiritually? Because all of those things play a role in who that person has become, and that's being reflected by their health challenges or their health and the things that they want to see changed or worked on. And so I, I, I believe that that whole balance thing is, is more important than, uh, than you know, general society gives um, credence to. So uh, comments from you? No, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's so key. I mean, that's one of the things I, when I do talks on the eight pillars of wellness, when I go into companies or talk to a group of entrepreneurs, you know, I, you know, I look at their, when they're looking for sustainability in their business, that's primarily why they're there, but they, a lot, many times they fail to see how wellness has an impact. They tend to look at it in two different buckets. They have their personal life with their well-being, their relationships, what they like to do for fun, and then they got their business. But in reality, there's one bucket, and right. because they all intertwine with one another, they all have an effect upon one another. So if one of them's off balance, it's going to have a negative impact on the other. It's just like you talked about the osteoporosis example, where it's drawing some something it requires from somewhere else to balance out, but yet takes that other area that it borrowed to make that unbalanced. So right. it's so important that. People understand that, you know, it's never going to be perfect and there's no such thing as perfection. It, you know, we strive for excellence and, but, you know, striving to keep things in balance to the best of our abilities is so important. And I think from what we're talking about now, what you're bringing up, that's the message that people need to really understand is that balance and that they need to seek out resources like, you know, people like yourself that they can get information that could offset certain things that are that they're experiencing right now from a health standpoint that could, you know, be holding them back. That could be having, you know, drawing, you know, maybe keeping them out of work. Maybe they're not, they don't have enough energy to perform their tasks day to day. And this is where what we're discussing today, why wellness is such, so important to everything you do in your, in your business and your life for sustainable success. So right. that's great. I, is there yeah, anything I, else you want to add to that about homeostasis? I mean, any other things that where people can get some more information and 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 so forth? Yeah. Well, let me give a um, let me give another example of a disease that we deal with that really is the body doing what it's supposed to do, and it goes back to the um, you know again this this concept of of homeostasis, and that is depression. So I want you to imagine that. It's back in the dawn of mankind, and we're cavemen, and we travel in small groups, and we have one person who's emerged as the leader of our group, and we look to him 
to be the one to make decisions for the group that will ultimately um, allow us to thrive and grow and and survive, especially in times when uh, you know when survival wasn't a, as much of a given as it is today. And let's imagine that you know the men are out on a hunting trip and the leader gets gored by a saber tooth you know, by a, you know, a rhinoceros or whatever, and he's no longer our leader. He's no longer there. Well, what happens is, is that sort of a depression sets in on the group. And that depression allows the group to stay together, to not venture out into the world, um, not take unnecessary risks until a new leader sort of emerges. So again, even something like depression can be understood from a perspective of, well, wow, it's really the body doing what it's supposed to do. And so understanding this concept of homeostasis could potentially allow someone that is having some suffering, regardless of what that suffering looks like, whether it's a physical ailment or an emotional issue or whatever, to take a step back and ask themselves, okay, if this is my body doing what it's supposed to do, what can I do differently? What input can I give the body from the outside world in a different way that will get my body to respond in a different way? And it just gives a completely different energy to our troubles, if you want to look at it from that perspective. Because then we can look back, we can sit back and say, okay, hmm, and evaluate, all right, what's going on here? Instead of saying, oh my God, I've got this disease or I've got that disease. And especially for the chronic diseases, I just don't see a lot of good happening from going to our traditional medical practices or going through things in the traditional medical way. What we do in medicine for any one of the chronic diseases of aging is not fix a problem at all. All we do oh, is turn God, down the You're speaking my language, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All we're doing is, you know, turning down the volume on what the body's saying. And so, you know, the analogy I always give when I'm doing a talk or whatever is that if you're driving around in your car and you see that little red oil light on the dashboard light up, you have a couple choices. You can take it to the mechanic and find out what's wrong and get it fixed. Or if you want, just take a piece of black tape and put it over the light and you don't see it anymore. That's what we do in medicine. And my experience is, is that when the body is trying to tell you something and you turn down the volume, the body will find a different way to tell you, and usually it ups the game. And almost to a one, if I'm sitting down with a patient and we see what's going on with them today, whether it's migraine headaches or fibromyalgia or, you know, whatever's happening, if we were able to take the videotape of their entire life and go through it, we would be able to see, oh, look, there, your body talked and you turn the volume down, and then it talked louder, and it turned the volume down, and louder and louder until it hits you on the side of a brick. It's not a tap on the shoulder anymore. It's something that you can't ignore, like fibromyalgia, or chronic fatigue, or you know, chronic migraine headaches, or irritable bowel, or whatever, things that are really hard to, um, to ignore. That's not, that's not the, you know, the body tapping you on the shoulder. That's hitting you on the side of the head saying, you have to pay attention. No, it's so true. And I, I love that you brought this up because, you know, we live in a society, I mean, not just for wellness, but just everything. We live in a society where people have been conditioned to manage the effect of the problems or the cause of the effect of the problems. I, I should say that differently, rather than operate in the solution. And when you think about it, you know, they want a short-term fix. And the thing is, the reality is there is no short-term fix. The short-term fix is just like you said, it's managing the effect of the cause of the problem, but not truly solving it. And the, the only way you're going to solve your problem or issue 
is yourself. You have to take responsibility. You, you, you own your body. And you have to take responsibility to find a way that how you're going to operate in that solution. So there's, a, there's mindset things that you need to look at, resolving the root cause to certain emotional barriers, but then also finding resources like yourself and alkanized foods and waters that can help restore that balance. And that's where the, that's where you operate in the solution rather than the effect. And, and that's what I love about why we have the show and we have people like you on it because it really really lets people know the other side that they're not hearing that we can operate in the solution, but we have to take responsibility that we are the problem and we are the solution, that we can't just go to the outside and, and, and think that everybody, somebody else is going to fix our problems entirely. They can provide right. a component to do it, but in itself won't be the, uh, the answer. Uh, Brian, we have about two and a half minutes left, so I wanted to see before we go to break, any other things that you want to elaborate on that? that the listeners can really take home and, and really start to, you know, uh, dig into to uh, align with what might be going on in their lives. Yeah, it, if I were going to say another word about it, it would have to be about um, that it has to become a priority. You really have to make this a priority. And it's interesting because I can get frustrated by this too, but I sit down with people and they tell me that their health is their first priority. But once we start to examine what their habits are, it's not their first priority or their second priority or their third priority because if it was, they would make different decisions. There is, you know, weight loss is an example. There are many times when people come in and they say, yeah, I got to lose weight. If I gave them a quiz about what to do, they would get an A on the quiz for the most part. It's not about lack of knowledge. It's a lack of motivation and or buying into how important it is. And so, you know, and again, it comes back to that whole balance thing. But um, so I've, I've also often wanted to, uh, you know, work on this topic or this understanding of if health was my first priority, what would I do differently? And that's where then we get into making changes in the diet. Um, and food eliminations are a big part of that. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that or, or who knows, maybe. That's yeah, the, we can uh, talk about that on this next leg. Absolutely. Sure. Because it, it's a, you know, it's a big part of it that again, people don't understand the ramifications of the decisions that they're making when they have that piece of 12 grain whole wheat bread, which they think is really healthy for them. So. No, absolutely. This is so informative. And, and what I loved about this sec, uh, this uh, second uh, leg of the show that we talked about again, you know, if, if, listeners, if you are listening right now or if you will be listening on demand, the key message here is balance. Again, we need to have balance in our lives to have sustainability for our well-being that, go, that could carry on to our relationships, even though we're not talking about relationships here. But yet that is important as well when it comes to overall well-being, and then also with our business. They go hand in hand. We're going to be coming back shortly, and we're going to be talking about some other things uh, related to the genetic expression, some certain types of supplements that we can look at that can help restore uh, your, your, uh, your genes to work properly. And again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show, and we'll be right back after this break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm with our guest, Brian Sanderoff, and we're discussing the impact of holistic aging on on sustainable success and we've had some great information that brian has shared with us on genetic expression uh, the role of homeostasis uh, in our bodies uh, to help how to find balance and what we're going to be talking about here for the last leg of our show is some i you know some insight to some supplements that could help to get our genes to express themselves in the best possible way so for any reason, if you missed the first leg of our show on genetic expression, you'll get a kind of a maybe a recap here for that and those on demand as well. But I strongly encourage you to listen to this again on demand. There is some golden information here that Brian is sharing, and this is going to offer great insight for you to get that balance, to have sustainable success in all areas of your life. So, Brian, I, I wanted to discuss what what the essential six supplements are and and how they can greatly impact uh, genetic genetic expression in the body. So, uh, thanks, Chris. So the the backstory here is that you know I did my own radio show for twenty twenty five years. Uh, I taught at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. I do lots of talks in the public. I teach a course now at, at Johns Hopkins University. And the most common question that I would get is, "Well, Brian, what are the supplements that you take?" Because I'll talk about a lot of different things. 
And, you know, someone will ask about a condition and we'll talk about supplements that could help with that. But the implication is, is that if I take them, they must be the really important ones. And so um, having gotten that question a number of times, I really sat down and wanted to understand what are the things that are most important for everybody to take with an idea of this concept of genetic expression and understanding what affects the genes expressing themselves in a positive or negative way. And when it comes down to it, there are six of them that all of us should be on. Six nutrients and or systems in the body that need to be addressed to really get our genes to express themselves in the most possible, positive way possible. And so, you know, for anybody that's listening, if you've got parents that have gone through some health conditions and you want a different ending for yourself, this is the kind of information. And I'll also tell you, Chris, that we could talk about each one of these for two hours. And so what you're getting here is the Reader's Digest condensed version. I'm going to blow through the six real fast. I'll just mention real quickly why they're important. And then, you know, if you have some questions about specific ones, you'll, you'll let me know. So number one, and, and I can tell you that it's really hard for me to say which one of these is more important than the other. I really think that all of them are at the top of the list. And so number one is vitamin D. Vitamin D plays such an important role with not just our structure, but our immune system, our cardiovascular health, how cells communicate with each other. It's really, really important. Uh, number two are probiotics, good bacteria. There's a whole world of of, uh, of bacteria that live in your gut that are supposed to that get disrupted for a lot of different reasons, including antibiotics and, and stress and alcohol and caffeine. And so replacing that good bacteria is really important. Uh, plant-based digestive enzymes, and that's because the food that we eat for the most part no longer have the enzymes in them. And the enzymes that are in food are supposed to help you um, digest your food. And when those enzymes aren't there, you can't digest your food completely. And so what we want to do is replenish the food with the enzymes. Um, healthy fats like fish oil, very, very important. Help lubricate joints, are anti-inflammatory, help cells communicate with each other the way that they're supposed to. Uh, number five would be anti-inflammatory herbs, like you spoke about earlier. Inflammation is the underpinning of all of the chronic diseases of aging. And many of our habits are... Um, are out of balance as far as inflammation goes. So the, the analogy I usually give is that if, if I light a match and I want to put it out, I can blow it out, or I could call the fire department and they'll come put it out for me. Well, that's what our body does. It gets a minor trigger, and it calls the fire department as far as inflammation goes. And so there are herbs like turmeric and ginger and boswellia that are all anti-inflammatory to help balance that, that response better. And then the sixth thing is adrenal support. And this is really, really important because stress and how we respond to our environment plays such an important role in our genes expressing themselves in a positive or negative way. This is one of the reasons why we see diseases happening in families is because of our coping mechanisms. And so if you have mom that's a worrier, oftentimes mom teaches daughters to be worriers. And that's one of those things that gets the uh, genes to express themselves in a negative way and the, whatever that weakness is ends up showing itself. So there's a bunch of herbs that are known as adaptogens. They help your body adapt to stress, basically. And so uh, ashwagandha, or shizandra, arctic root are you know, some of the ones. And so uh, adrenal support one way or another. And so that makes up the six. 
Um, you know, a while ago uh, on my show, I, I had the Super Bowl of supplements, and we sort of, you know, had the playoffs and the Super Bowl, and the winner ended up being vitamin D over probiotics, and the reason is just because it's so darn inexpensive. But that's the, that's the basis of the Essential Six. Well, that's great. And and with vitamin D, I think, you know, let me know if, it, you know, the pe- people may wonder, do we take it in a capsule or liquid? I would think that liquid's probably best because it absorbs into the body quicker rather than maybe potentially going through you through a capsule. I mean, your take on that? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the truth is yeah. with technologies today, capsules uh, dissolve easy enough. Usually it's a gel cap where it is a liquid inside the capsule. Um, okay. But with vitamin D, it's just about convenience and cost. There are forms out there that are much more expensive than they need to be. With vitamin D, the most important thing is to make sure that it's the natural form, which is vitamin D3. Once you're over that hurdle, cost is king. That's all there is to it. And it, it should be dirt cheap. Um, and just a note about that, because I've had people say, well, wait, I took a capsule and I put it in a glass of water and it didn't dissolve. So if you really want to test whether um, something will dissolve in your stomach, you have to emulate what goes on in your stomach. So first of all, it's not water in your stomach, it's acid. So put some vinegar in a glass. Number two, your stomach is not room temperature. It's 98 you know, two degrees or whatever it is. And so you got to warm that up. And then number three is you don't sit around, your stomach moves. And so you have to agitate it. So if you take a capsule, put it in a glass of vinegar, um, warm it a little bit and agitate it, you'll see it dissolves quite, quite readily. Oh, that's great information. I, that's actually, I did not know that because I thought, you know, liquid would be better. And what I love what you talked about is that, yes, you know, today in our food supply, you know, everything is overly processed. I mean, you are right. meats, you know, dairy, cheeses, I mean, even sometimes vegetables and fruits. We got to, you know, we got to be really careful where we're getting our food from. And what you talked about fruits and vegetables earlier in the segment, you know, they're very important in, in terms of having a balanced diet. But, you know, looking at foods that are from the ground or minimally processed, you know, when it comes to like organic meats, uh, plant-based is obviously preferred, and, uh, you know, wild-caught fish, that type of thing. So I think, you know, while those, if people are able to, you know, find a balance with their diets to incorporate those foods, they could definitely see an increase in their health and overall well-being and how they feel and so forth. But you, you really nailed it with these supplements. And, you know, and again, you know, the, the, the closer they are to the source, you know, the, the raw source itself, the better. And I would say that, you know, price shouldn't be an objection. I think a lot of times people think, well, you know, it's too expensive. I can't afford that. Well, think about it. I'd rather spend some quality money up front in, in purchasing something that's going to be good for me for preventive reasons rather on the back end when I'm going to be spending far more trying to solve the issue if, if you develop disease as a result of not putting certain things in your body to obtain that balance. What's your take? Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly. And so, and I'm actually, you know, when it comes to the food part of it, I'm a big fan of being a locavore. You know, that was like the word of the decade a while ago or the word of the year. Um, and, and what that means is actually eating foods that come from within a certain, you know, mile radius of where you live, whether that's 100 miles or 300 miles or whatever. And so, especially this time of year, I'm a big fan of going to the farmer's markets 
um, you know, because you know that things are coming locally. You get to know the people that actually grow that food for you, and that sort of relationship actually enhances the food and how it works in your body. And so I think that's really important. No, absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, I mean, some places, you know, it's kind of hard to find, but they are there. I know where, where I live, we do have co-ops and we have some local farms. It may not be always year-round, but to the best of your ability, you know, it's it's key that you seek out this information from people like Brian. Again, this is going to serve you. You are investing in yourself and your health is your greatest commodity. Any successful person, business leader, entrepreneur listening today, sustainability, it's about what you put in and what you get out. You don't put in something good inside of you. It's not going to sustain in other areas of your life. And this is why this information that Brian is sharing with you today is so critical. I encourage you people to get more information about that. We're going to be talking a little bit where where you can find Brian in a little bit. But Brian, in the next couple of minutes, anything else that you want to kind of uh, yeah. you know leave off on the essential six and some other things that people could look into to get started? Well, because we were talking about diet and because, you know, I started the show talking about suspending judgment, there's there's one dietary habit that we have that I'd like to discuss a little bit and sort of, um, you know, share an idea with and, and see how that goes. And if I were to point to one dietary habit that we have that is responsible for the development of chronic disease or our genes expressing themselves in a negative way, it's having grains as a staple in our diet. And the backstory here is that genetically speaking, we did not grow up under circumstances of eating foods that causes a sugar spike. And grains do that with us, regardless of whether we think it's healthy or not. And so even if, you know, back when we were cavemen, we did not have grains as a staple in our diet. It may have been that they were part of the diet, but it was not available the way it is today. And one of the first things that I often do with my patients, almost regardless of what their complaints are, is to get them to spend two months not having any grains in their diet whatsoever. And I'm talking about not just gluten-containing grains like wheat and oat and rye and, you know, spelt and barley. I'm talking about all grains, rice, corn, quinoa, completely out of the diet. And obviously that means no cakes and candies and donuts, but it means no pasta, no cereal, no um, bread, no crackers, just completely out of the diet. The basis of the diet are animal proteins, vegetables, moderate fruit, nuts and seeds, legumes. And the changes that happen, even though I can get resistance from patients saying, well, one, I couldn't do it, and two, that's going to be difficult to do, it really is um, an amazing change, and I would encourage people to, um, to experience that and see how their health changes. No, I can't agree with you more, and uh, th- I wanted to thank you so much. This information is so impactful, and I am, we are definitely going to be expanding upon this the people listening, we will have Brian back on the show again uh, at some point because I would love to expand upon this area. Brian, I wanted to let the listeners know, you know, what you're currently working on, where can they find you, and, you know, some of the you know ways they could tap into your information for, for uh, yeah, follow-up. Yeah, the, the easiest way to do that is just to go to my website. It's wellbeing.com 
gps.com and so like your gps system we consider ourselves our navigation tool to being well so it's wellbeinggps.com if you go there that's a good launching off point one of the things i would encourage you to do is one people can get in touch with me they can email me our phone numbers all over the website but two on the front page there's a little button that you know, that's a YouTube button. And if you click on that, that'll take you to my YouTube channel. And I have about 40 or 45 webinars that I've done, live webinars that got recorded about all sorts of topics, cholesterol, uh, grain-free, um, migraine headaches, uh, the essential six. There's a webinar about that. It's good information. People really like it. Pretty popular. I mean, we've literally, you know, had a quarter of a million views of our webinars so far. And so I would encourage people to explore and then get in touch with me. If you have questions, I'm more than happy to help. Well, this is great uh, information. Again, we're going to be posting Brian's information on our on-demand so you can find Brian and ask him further questions. And again, you can always contact me as well. Uh, My name is Chris Salem. We had Brian Sanderoff on the show here today. We were talking about holistic aging and the impact on sustainable success. We want to thank you all for listening today or who will be listening later. And until next week, have a wonderful rest of your week and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.